Steps Church Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Elle. And I'm Steps. And today we're going to be talking about episode number 60, Cosmic Rush. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Oh, yes. In their horrific infections. Oh, let us rest in peace. <laughs> well, somebody's going to rest. Not all of us going to be peaceful. Mm. But today we open on Astrotrain in space. Into the construction and rumble about the galaxy. They appear to be flying through an asteroid belt. Astrotrain spies an enormous Autobot symbol on a random nearby planet. Like it looks like it's being projected out onto the stratosphere or whatever. They don't seem to sense any life signs, but Megatron cautions them just in case the Autobots were fooling their sensors. Ah, oh, Megatron trying to be cautious for once in his life. Do Autobots typically do this? <laughs> you have life experience, Megatron? I have questions. Maybe. The group lands only to find an utterly abandoned Autobot city. Megatron comments that it is odd that the Autobots have left an entire city to decay. The environment here gives many clues about the cause of this apparent abandonment. Everything is crusty, rusty, and brown. And also, let me remind you that the title of today's episode. <laughs> it is so crusty, so brown, and the sky is even getting in on the action. So brown. They find some kind of monument with a bunch of ancient Autobot inscriptions. However, Starscream comments that none of them can read ancient Autobot inscriptions. Yep. Someone skips our anthropology. <laughs> well, one with the Decepticons <laughs> at I mean, it's not like Starscream was a Decepticon before the That's war, true. so... Well, like, he's clearly a man of science, not anthropology. But but it's more of the uh, lab kind of science than anthropology, I guess. Yeah. Starscream interacts with uh, what turns out to be a computer console on the monument, which, despite being out in the weather, still functions, and Megatron's getting pissy because he's concerned that this might be a booby trap. Starscream responds with, what trap? This is a prehistoric communication device, you uneducated dolt! Starscream is feeling sassy today! <laughs> and showing his familiarity with uh, ancient things that he might have known as a scientist. Starscream manages to activate some sort of really unnerving hologram with an Autobot. <laughs> so this Autobot issues a warning in the writing couplets. Uh, and this guy is extremely crusty, as well as we've mentioned everything else about the planet. Basically, it boils down to Cybertronians beware, all will rust and turn to dust. Rumble and Astrotrain respond to the flavor of, well, that sounds like a curse, and the omens are ill. That is a direct quote from <laughs> Astrotrain. Yeah, like, I didn't know you could, I didn't know that was the way you talked, okay? Astrotrain is a superstitious fellow, which, I mean, cons I guess it sort of makes sense considering he set himself up as a god that one time. True. He probably would have ended up believing his own bullshittery. Yeah. Megatron calls them all superstitious fools and says that clearly that warning was just to scare them off. Well, there went the caution. <laughs> all you need to do to go to mint to action is to imply that something is dangerous. Obviously, he interprets it as a threat to his robot masculinity. Or whatever the robot equivalent of it <laughs> is. Evidently. Starscream agrees, implying that such a threat could be a way of protecting treasure. Basically, what all white people think when they find an ancient 
assume Egyptian or otherwise. <laughs> they go into another dilapidated building, finding a device, a large device, shaped like an insect. Like it's, in some ways, it's kind of taller than them. Like they have to manipulate it by moving things on it. Yeah, yeah. it's like probably at least about as tall as Starscream. I don't remember if it's taller than Megatron. I think it's maybe about Megatron's height. Yeah, it's pretty tall though, especially yeah. for a giant robot device. Yeah. Starscream calls it a lightning bug, and it's got wings. It doesn't look like a human lightning bug, though. Or, Earth lightning bug. That's okay, because um, it, it can shoot things. I think it can shoot, like, electricity or energy or something, which is why they ultimately call it a lightning bug. Vaporator. <laughs> vaporizes things. <laughs> Starscream seems eager to figure out how it works, so he tries to, like move it with a tiny little rumble also jumping into hope like he's shoving at Starscream's leg <laughs> but they don't get anywhere with it. So Megatron pushes them out of the way and attempts it himself setting the device off. Like they're just shoving up the wings I think it's kind of goofy looking. <laughs> the, the whole thing is very goofy looking. Yeah and so the device is so powerful that it vaporized part of the room. Obviously they take it with them. <laughs> they're just Decepticons. They want new weapons such a powerful device to the victor goes the spoils or whatever and i'm still going to call it the vaporator now <laughs> so as all of them are flying away from the planet uh an asteroid begins to follow them and megatron elects to blow it the fuck up with the lightning bug oh he will well someone's going to read this decision and presumably mm, like it comes out of like the rear end of astro train alt mode somehow. <laughs> There's no windows. We don't know how they did this. Yeah, it seems very awkward for, well, Astrotrain. So a piece of the asteroid after it's blown up comes through Astrotrain like it's, you know, comes through his hole? Hole? Hole, yeah. Uh, and embeds itself in Megatron's shoulder. So this would imply that Astrotrain is also dealing with this, presumably, considering it went through him. Yes. Um, so they return to Earth. A friendly blue-green planet. So much friendlier than that one we were just on. <laughs> Back on the Nemesis, Starscream bitches about how Astrotrain is now going to be laid up for weeks. And then Megatron's like, shut the fuck up and fix it. <laughs> they bicker like an old married couple through this entire scene, and it utterly kills me every fucking time. Yeah, he's just, Megatron is just lying on a birth while Starscream like examining his shoulder and honestly goofy looking. Starscream swaps his hand out for a claw like just pulls it on in and out pops claw grabby hand and pulls the asteroid out of Megatron's shoulder. Exclaiming perfect deadpan after this was completed unfortunately the operation was successful as Megatron sits up. And then they find that Megatron's wound is covered in rust. Starscream continues to be a petty bitch through this entire thing, telling Megatron that maybe he was made of shoddy materials, and Megatron says that it's impossible it's rust because they're rust-proof. Well, hopefully someone is going to take a look at uh, Astro Train after this hope. discovery. Because <laughs> presumably he has a little more uh, structural damage than Megatron did. Yeah. Elsewhere, at some kind of scientific award event, Perceptor is being given a Scientific Achievement Award. I love that Percy actually attended this event. Like, you know he didn't have to do the giant robots, for Christ's sake. But he's so excited for science, and personally, I think that's adorable. Mm-hmm. 
themselves, the uh, person giving the speech or announcing the thing makes a note that normally we only give this to humans. And then they're like, but this year it's for Perceptor. <laughs> like, we don't discriminate here, folks. Next up, you have two scientists. Uh, Perceptor has invented something called Coruscant, a coating that can resist rust and corrosion. So many potential issues with that in the future. The Autobots evidently intend to eventually code all of Earth's monuments with it. But for now, they only have enough for one. And they're going to use it on the Statue of Liberty. Back on the Nemesis, Starscream walks into the room where Megatron was earlier and tells Megatron that his replacement parts will be done whenever they get to it. <laughs> Megatron informs him that that will no longer be enough, nor will Starscream's meager medical knowledge. All the while, he is turned away from the camera, and you can't really see him. Um, he then orders Starscream to order the Decepticons to kidnap Percy. Orderception, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And now, in New York City, a group of Autobots are coding the Statue of Liberty with Coruscant. Whoever organized this escapade really should have built scaffolding around the statue because, um, they are standing on her and hanging off of her. And I don't think the Statue of Liberty is rated for half a dozen giant robots. I mean, she's fully articulated. Didn't you see Ghostbusters 2 statue? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I love that movie. <laughs> so the Suncons hijack a nearby ferry to reach Liberty Island, and then they also bring their own little motorboat and water ski. <laughs> Wild Rider is driving them. Presumably a giant robot scale motorboat with red strip water skiing behind him. It's amazing. 10 out of 10. Change nothing. Red strip like Wild Rider does a turn and drag strip lets go of the handle he's holding on to and then jumps onto Liberty Island, dropping um his water skis along the way and then does a goofy little transformation. It just looks goofy. It looks like he's like falling backwards into car mode is the yes. only way I can describe it, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, so, so after that happens, Motormaster, who is still on the ferry, I think, lassos Percy off the island with a chain and just drags him into the water. Yeah, that is in Hawaii they did that, because it was Motormaster. <laughs> actually caught him, but it was very fun to watch. Well, it distracted Perceptor, That's I guess, true. and I mean... It's weird. So there's a bunch of other Autobots there, and the Statue of Liberty, and humans, because Perceptor was having a talking with a reporter, and somehow no one except the reporter notices that this is happening. <laughs> because she runs away from the Stunticons and runs up to the other Autobots, who are presumably supposed to still be in line of sight. Or like close enough to hear the noise you would think. Yeah, because Perceptor is yelling for help. Yeah. So the Aerobots give chase to the Stunticons, but in the next shot, Percy is being loaded into Blitzwing. Blitzwing is big enough to hold people. This is the first I've heard of it. Well, Astrotrain was out of commission, so they had to do it with somebody, I guess. Yeah. The Aerobots spot Blitzwing taking off and give chase through the skyscrapers of New York City. This would definitely not be kosher nowadays for, well, reasons I think everyone uh, knows about. Yeah. So, hmm. this chase presumably goes on for a while, because yeah. as we stated, we think the Decepticon 
base would be off of the west coast. Um, so Blitzwing approaches the Decepticon base with the aerial bots following close behind, and the aerial bots are then zapped by the lightning bugs with body cone heads, basically. Or specifically, two aerial bots are, the other ones aren't, and then they all just make a retreat because, well, zip zap. <laughs> zip zap and, well, it's not like they're rated for going underwater. <laughs> True. Once inside, Percy is taken to Megatron, who finally turns around on the berth that he was on or is behind to reveal that he is absolutely covered in freaking rust. Megatron bargains that if Percy wants peace between the Decepticons and the Autobots, then Megatron is going to need a favor. And Percy wants the lightning bug because, um... It's dangerous. Yeah. Percy has half a brain. <laughs> Megatron says, yeah, sure, it's yours if you, if you can heal him. <laughs> Unfortunately, Percy, you did not get this in writing. I mean, it's not like writing would really help, but <laughs> writing writing. Yeah, something. There, there is nothing meaning Megatron will follow this, so we all know he doesn't. Yeah. Percy comes to the conclusion, after examining him, that Megatron is infected with cosmic rust. And then we get some background on it. The uh, rust came from the asteroid that hit Megatron earlier, and it's feeding off of the uh, the energy of the brand new weapon, the lightning bugs, that the Decepticons brought home. Percy suggests destroying it, as it is making the rust spread faster, and Megatron throws a tantrum at this, and loses his entire hand in the process. <laughs> Which he throws at Perceptive, and the thing is, the more they use this thing, the more the rust spreads. So, uh, you're doing it to yourself, Megatron. Pretty much. Isn't that like, I don't know, the, the motto of that man's life? Kind of. So, Percy picks it up and puts some helpful Coruscop on it, as he happened to have with him, effectively clearing out the infection. Because he just had a little vial of it, presumably in his hip or his chest or something. Storage compartments! Yeah. Giant robot pockets or subspace. Yeah, you know, what, whatever it's called. At the Autobot base, Kava radios in to say that there is no more Ingredient X for the Coruscant because uh, Perceptor, they, they kept uh, an ingredient, a secret ingredient, and now there's no more of it in the universe. And we don't know what it is or what it was, we're never explained, it's just some rare element because they wanted to try to keep the Decepticons from recreating it. It's Ingredient X. The aerial bots all report to Prime about attempting to get Percy back. Megatron calls Telegram 1, but looking shiny as fuck. Man just got waxed. My core stopped. <laughs> Megatron tells Optimus that he is returning Perceptor to the Autobots. But they've gotta, they've gotta go get him quick, like before noon, or uh, Percy's gonna blow up. Because <laughs> they rigged a bomb. Yup. Um, poor Percy, stuck in his alt mode and restrained in such a way that he cannot transform. And honestly, don't remember if I'm, I think I might be misremembering, but it feels like they were using his scope to light something on fire. Yes, because the bomb was ready to go off once the sun got high enough overhead that the light would refract, refract through his lenses and light the fuse to the bomb. Yeah, he is in some very unfortunate bondage. <laughs> and the telescope thing I saw went to a few weeks ago, they were like, yeah, don't focus the telescope on the sun and look through it without protection because that's bad, it'll set things on fire. <laughs> Look, a actual scientific principle of Transformers does correct. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Professor has also been infected with cosmic rust at this point, and presumably exposed to the lightning bug's energy, because he does not look good. He does not. Optimus saves him and takes him back to the Autobot base, despite Percy's protest of, hey, I'm infected, y'all need to stay back. <laughs> yeah. Wheeljack runs the rust germs through Teletran once, and we are given the background that the rust originates from the planet Antoa, and the meteorites that hit the planet were the originators of the uh, rust plague. Naturally, the rest of the Autobots are now also infected, and show signs of said infection. So Ratchet mentions the rising heat, and then we get a view of the outside, and we see that Megatron is using the lightning bug on the Ark, giving them a sudden very localized heat wave. Yes. Rumble, who's with him, asks why he doesn't just use the lightning bug at full power and fucking destroy them. Uh, Rumble is a surprisingly direct dude, so I approve. <laughs> Megatron's answer, he doesn't want this. He wants them to suffer. By spreading the rust infection even faster. <laughs> Professor and Wheeljack uh, decide that they're going to try a method of making more of the ingredient X by using a matter duplicator, which prior to this had not worked <laughs> at all. So they get it working so they can hopefully begin to duplicate uh, element X or whatever to make more core stuff. I think they're actually going to duplicate the core stuff itself. Uh-huh. But on the Nemesis, Laserbeak returns with footage of the Autobots in paint, which Megatron likes, but also with Percy bursting in and saying that they've got the matter duplicator working, which Megatron likes significantly less. Yep. And also, their plan was to scrape some core stuff off of the Statue of Liberty, despite the fact that they had to have tested this on something. So shouldn't they have whatever the hell they tested it on uh, back at the Ark? You would think. The Decepticons move out to destroy the statue before the Autobots can reach it. The Decepticons have clearly been dicking around on that ferry all day. Well, the last few days, because they <laughs> still appear to have it. God, those poor people on that ferry. <laughs> they combine, so the Decepticons all combine into Minotaur and try to activate the lightning bug, but the aerial bots fire on Minotaur, making him drop it. And then it's just like giant combiner scuffle fight ensues, with Superion eventually being the victor and shooting the lightning bug. Once the bug is destroyed, the Decepticons just flee. And we end with the Autobots celebrating and Bumblebee parodying some American patriotism nonsense for some freaking reason. Which I remind you, they're giant robots in space, why are they doing this? But whatever. Join us next time for episode 62, Transique! It's the world's first sentient computer virus. <laughs> it's gonna be a bit of a pain in the ass to replicate. Yep. Alright, so our fanfic recommendations for today are Dust to Rust by Princess Artemis. It's based off of the G1 cartoon continuity, it's rated K, it's Jen, there are no pairings, and our character here is Perceptor. Uh, in summary, a little Perceptor POV shortly after the episode Cosmic Rust, pondering a mind and the reason I picked it is because it's episode relevance. Very episode relevance. Yes. <laughs> and it's a one-shot, if I'm remembering properly. The second fanfic rec is In the House of Death by La Imperatriz Mariana. It's G1 cartoon-based, rated P, it's Jen, no pairings. The characters are Wind Charger, Trailbreaker, Hoist, Grapple, Blur, Wheelie, Hardhead, Durus, and Whisper. During the Great War, a team of Autobot explorers lands on the planet Antoa. 
Their mission was to locate a sample of cosmic rust and to perform some archaeology on the now-abandoned colony. They make several unexpected discoveries and learn things that they were better off not thinking about. Also, episode relevance. And it's a one-shot. And that just about wraps up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Facebook as Acid Park Dash Podcast for any additional information showing your burdens we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Acid Park Pod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for Acid Park Podcasts such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Thanks for being you. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Specs. And I'm out. Toodles. someone and be like we're eating them oh no there'd probably be some sort of poison involved <laughs> no because you'd have to eat them <laughs>